الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لينا لله لحومها ولا دماؤها ولكن يناله التقوى منكم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما عمل آدمي من عمل يوم النحر أحب إلى الله من إهراق الدم أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters Today is the first of Zulhijjah and this is a very auspicious time This is a time wherein the rahmat and the mercies of Allah Ta'ala are being showered down. It is something that we will never be able to imagine what are these great blessings, the reality of it we will never be able to fathom until when our eyes close on the day of Qiyamah we will understand and realize what it was all about. And this is one of the aspects that have been mentioned in the Hadith Sharif that even in Jannat a Jannati will have no grief, no sorrow, nothing but there will be one regret the regret will be over those moments of time that were spent without the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala when a person in Jannat will see the great bounties, the great ni'mads for remembering Allah wa Ta'ala, for having spent the time in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, in the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala, then that will bring a regret of why didn't I spend more time in this manner. So this Mubarak time that has come, these days that have come, this is a time to focus ourselves, dedicate ourselves and earn the maximum. In one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam addressed the Sahaba and said to them that there is no action that is can equate and be equal to the action performed in these 10 days. In other words, any righteous action, the reward and the thawab for it and the status and position of that action done any other time of the year compared to what is done in these 10 days, the same action. The rest of the time, it cannot equate what will be the reward for in the action done in these 10 days. Now the sahaba kiram they were very astonished about this. And because they would take every opportunity to do the best they can. So they were very enthusiastic. But one question came to their mind. They knew that the greatest amal was laying one's life down in the path of Allah Ta'ala. And jihad in the path of Allah Ta'ala. So they inquired immediately that even jihad in other times is not equal to any action in this time. In other words, a person reciting subhanallah in this time, is that too greater than jihad in other times? Nabi Islam said yes. Except that person who went out with all his possessions, everything got spent in the path of Allah Ta'ala and he gave his life also in the path of Allah Ta'ala then his action would be greater. Otherwise, the action performed in these 10 days is superior. 
So one can imagine what is the reward of every action. But again comes the same point that we take things for granted. And especially this great ni'mat and bounty of time. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, Ni'matani maghboonun fihima kathirun minan nas, as-sihhatu wal-faragh. That there are two bounties which many people are in a deception about. One is good health. And the other is time, free time. So when a person has good health in youth, a person feels, well, this will carry on forever. So what's the need now to do anything extra now? We'll see later on. Later on becomes too late. Later on never comes. The time is now. Whatever a person's age may be, the time is now. And especially in this particular time, meaning this has always been the case, but it's just that we are hearing every other day sudden death. There has been so many times when people, well, every other day, this every day almost people, there's somebody or the other passing away, somebody was sick, somebody was in hospital, somebody had some uh, terminal illness, somebody something else. But the frequency of somebody just suddenly passing away, this always used to happen, sometimes it's an accident, sometimes something else. But somehow the frequency seems to be much more nowadays. That a healthy person, person is fit, and suddenly one is some outer uh, external factor. There's an accident, there's something else. That too used to happen before, it happens now too. But suddenly a person walking in this collapses. Outwardly no uh, apparent external factor. And this is happening every other day. Yesterday there was one funeral, somewhere in Ladysmith, one person, a medical person, a doctor, went to work in the morning. While busy attending to a patient, he collapsed and passed away. So up to that moment in time, nobody could have guessed that this person is a mehman. This person is just a guest now, and he'll be gone in a few seconds. Now no external factor. The time was up, time was up, the person is gone. There are young people going in that manner, one person yesterday mentioned to me about one friend of his living in Canada. So, last week on Thursday or Friday, he was, now he's living there with his family, he's a South African, living there with his family for the past couple of years, and uh, he had to go to the Middle East for some work. So now, just his wife and children were at home, and while he was there, he suddenly received a call, that his wife just tripped and fell on the stairs and passed away. Now there's two children there and they are alone because there's no extended family there. He had to take a flight urgently and go back home. But she's already passed away in seconds. These are things happening every other day in seconds. Now when that time suddenly comes, Allah Ta'ala knows best how long we have. And when the time suddenly comes, then a person will realize that what was the value of this time. Now when a person sees death looming in front, the person now wants to start reciting Subhanallah, and reciting Astaghfirullah, and reciting some Tasbih. Now in these Mubarak days, Nabi Wasallam, having explained the very great virtues of these days, very strongly emphasized that excessively recite Subhanallah, Walhamdulillah, Wala ilaha illallah, Wallahu Akbar, these four kalimat, Tasbih, Tahmeed, Tahleel, and Takbir. So all this is included in the third kalima. 
So this is what Nabi Wasallam excessive uh, emphasized that we should be excessively reciting. Now this is something that's so easy. It doesn't take any effort. We came to Madrasa this morning. How much of time was spent on the road in traveling to Madrasa? At that time, what difficulty was there to engage the tongue in the recitation of Tasbih? Nabi Wasallam is emphasizing and he's saying in these days every amal is so great that no other time the amal of that time can be anywhere close to the reward of what is done in these days. To the extent that even jihad in other times can't be equal except that person who gave all his life, all his wealth, everything, that person can be greater. Now this subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar that a person recited, it's so great that it's greater than all the actions that a person can do in other time. What effort it took, you are sitting, you are traveling at that moment, there is nothing else that you can perhaps do at that time. You can't be engaged in doing some homework while driving in the car. You can't be doing so many other things. You can't. So, at that time, what difficulty was there to be able to recite tasbih, tahmid, but the time just goes by? person is just looking around, what's passing, how many cars is passing, and uh, who's passing, and this is, that cat passed here, and that dog passed there, on the side of the road, what benefit we got out of that, or this car and that car, what benefit we got out of that, but reciting these tasbihat, but when there's no value for time, when there is no value for life, then these things would mean nothing to us, it'll mean well, worry about another day, another time, but another time might never come. We may not be around for the next year, if we are around for this year, to start off with for the see Eid al-Adha. The next Zul Hijjah, we have no idea whether we'll be around. So when a person has this kind of attitude, then it rubs off into everything. And one is, many times it becomes a situation where a person now has got into this mode of not wanting to do anything productive. Some people just get into that mode. The only things that they will be interested in is some kind of amusement, some kind of pastime, something of entertainment that becomes their life. So one is that becomes their life. But shaitan doesn't let a person just carry on wasting his or her own time. When somebody decides to waste their time, then shaitan then endless, endless this person employs this person for free. From shaitan's side, he doesn't pay anything, obviously. Shaitan employs his agents for free. He says, you see, you're going to waste your time, but don't do it alone. Now you are my agent to make others waste their time also. So now one person will be wasting their time, but they must make others also waste their time. So how will this happen? In various ways. One is now, somebody wants to waste their time, now they'll encourage somebody else let's go there and do this oh I got some things on my phone I want to show you all the various things that I now downloaded now all futile things haram things now it's encouraging now one person is wasting the time on their own but they don't want to do it on their own why? because shaitan has made them the agent that now you go and find somebody else also so they will come and encourage they will tempt they will entice they will come and make it sound very, very exciting, very fun-filled. So that will be one way. Sometimes somebody else doesn't want to get caught up in this. So how we will try and 
distract them, we will mock them. You seem to be, you gone on a very high level, man, mashallah. You seem to be sitting on the seventh heaven. I don't think there's anybody like you. Now, what is this meant to do? It's meant to discourage the person. That person is now trying to use his time or her time correctly, trying to do something right, trying to spend the time learning deen correctly, trying to spend the time in some ibadat, in some zikr, in some dua, in some work, in something constructive. So now the person who is not interested in something constructive and has been made an agent of shaitan, now that person will come and now interfere and mock and taunt and call names and do all kinds of things. But what they are actually doing is shaitan's work. Now this happens all the time, everywhere, here and there. It happens in homes, it happens in madrasas, it happens in, in the masjids. Somebody will now has come to the masjid, has come to now spend his time correctly and another person will have some other agenda. And he will now be looking for company. And he will take a person away to, it's such a tragic thing, somebody has come to the house of Allah Ta'ala and another person now in the house of Allah Ta'ala is distracting him and taking him away from what he's supposed to be doing. He's come to do the right things and another person has become the agent of shaitan. What a tragedy that in a madrasa, People have come to learn deen. Now some people are interested in that's what they want to do. That's what they are trying to use the time for. And then they will be the agents of shaitan in a madrasa. That will be distracting others who are trying to use their time correctly. So there are two problems here. One is that we are wasting our own time which is also already a very major crime. It's a major crime especially the time that has been dedicated to learning deen, for example. Now we are in a madrasa, we have come to learn deen, and that time now should be dedicated entirely for this purpose. But it will be more interesting to now sit down and while away the time, be talking stories, and just wasting the time doing this, that and the other. And then the worst thing is that we then get others engaged in it. One person now wants to do this, get another half a dozen around. And the other four, five, ten, twenty, whoever is not interested in joining and wasting their time, they'll get mocked, they'll get jeered at, they'll be told, you the very pious person, mashallah, I haven't seen anybody like you. And what is meant to be said, why, why is this being said? Just to mock. Now, this is, Allah forbid, can become the cause of a person getting totally deprived. Because now we are becoming agents of shaitan then. So, any case, we digressed from something we were talking about, from where we left and where we finished off, I can't even remember. But in any case, what we are discussing is the virtues of this Mubarak month, the virtues of Zul Hijjah, that these moments are extremely valuable. These moments, Nabi Islam has emphasized that we should make the best use of this Mubarak time. And the very simple amal, now this is the beauty of Deen. That what a great time and generally we would think now that such a great time unless I can be performing some Salah or making Tilawat of the Quran Sharif then maybe I'll be able to use this time right otherwise I'm going to lose out. But Nabi Wasallam gave us such a simple Amal that my Ummah will be so enthusiastic to use this time correctly but they have to be engaged in their work, they have to be engaged in sometimes other things which will not make it possible all the time to be engaged in tilawat, all the time to be engaged in salah. 
So what a simple thing for everybody. Now somebody is a hafiz, they'll be able to recite without looking in the Quran Sharif, but not everybody. But this is so easy for everyone. And to gain so much out of it, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Then together with that, the nights, each of these nights is equivalent to Laylatul Qadr. Can we imagine? The month of Ramadan comes, we have to search for Laylatul Qadr. Here we are being told each night is equivalent to Laylatul Qadr in reward. So some ibadat, we have to come to Madrasa the next day, we can't stay awake the whole night. But some ibadat at night before we go to bed, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, some tilawat of the Quran Sharif, some zikr, some tasbihat, some dua. So something, 15-20 minutes also. And we get the tawfiq at the last part of the night, we wake up, we have to read our Fajr Salah, and for females it's so easy, you don't have to wait for to go to the masjid, or wait for the masjid azan also. The last part of the night, you're going to wake up for Fajr, so at the moment, if the time of seri is expiring at uh, 4.35, so you wake up at quarter past 4, you wake up at 4 o'clock, quarter past 4, 5 minutes, 10 minutes, you are ready for your salah, you perform 2 rakats, 4 rakats of tahajjud, make some dua, by the time you finished off with the dua, 5 minutes is already fajr time, you make your fajr and you need to sleep, you go sleep, though the better thing is to be engaged in some tilawat, this is afterwards, but somebody woke up early, they need to go sleep, but it's not that now you go to wait till the azan in the masjid. No, you've completed. So it's so easy for the woman to be getting the tahajjud every night because they are going to wake up for fajr. It's just a matter of waking up a little earlier and 99% of the time they go and sleep after fajr. So they will just sleep a little earlier again. And for the men now it would be a little bit of a different situation. They go to wait to go to the masjid. But for us it's so easy. So why deprive ourselves, especially on such great occasions? Just a matter of waking up a little earlier, the last 15-20 minutes, somebody a little bit more, all the better, and getting the great, this most Mubarak time of the Hajjud. There isn't a greater time in the day and night, like the time of the Hajjud. And with such ease, it's possible to get it. It's just a matter of how we condition the mind. It's a matter of just conditioning the mind. That a person is waking up, you'll just be awake for about 15-20 minutes more than maybe usual. And in that 15-20 minutes, you got the most valuable time of the 24 hours. A time when Allah Ta'ala Himself is calling out. Is there anybody asking for anything? I may give it to them. Is there anybody wanting cure and shifa from any ailment? I may give them shifa. Is there anybody wanting rizq? I may give them rizq. The most valuable time for dua. So, this is at least in these Mubarak days, sometime, 15-20 minutes before we go to bed, engage in some tilawat. We try to wake up in the last part of the night, 15-20 minutes. So in this way also, we would be gaining this great reward of equivalent to Laylatul Qadr. So we should try as much as we can. And then in this time is the very important aspect of Qurbani that comes so, mashallah, many would be performing qurbani. We discussed some of it last week. That while on the one hand, we would be engaging in this great amal of qurbani, but at the same time, we should not cross the bounds. And especially the aspects of parda, etc. must not be compromised. The happy occasions must be occasions where we make Allah Ta'ala happy. The happy occasions must not be where we make ourselves happy and displease Allah Ta'ala and break His commands. 
So, for that we need to be very conscious that especially when it comes to Qurbani and things seem to go just out of line in terms of the aspect of Parda and whatever else, that is something we need to be very careful about in a nice way, very respectful way. We inform our families, our parents that look, that this is what I'm going to be upholding. I will stay. If supposing this is something that you can't change, that you don't be part of the wrong. If you can in a nice tactful way change the situation, excellent. Otherwise, you make dua for everyone and without looking down on anyone, you don't participate in something that is not correct. So, the Qurbani in any case is a great ibadat and it has great lessons in it for us, the lesson of sacrifice. Now, this is something we have discussed last week as well, we have discussed last year also and the year before as well and we will discuss it next year also. That the the aspect of Qurbani is sacrifice. And sacrifice is not something confined to putting the knife on the throat of an animal and we've done our duty. And we are over with, there is nothing further for us to now be concerned about or involved in. No, this Qurbani is a very great amal which is giving us a very great lesson. And the lesson is to learn to sacrifice and to put the knife on everything that becomes an obstacle in deen. Put the knife in everything, on everything that takes us away from Allah Ta'ala. We discussed a few weeks back the aspect of when life will suddenly come to an end, we will be thinking of many things at that time. At that time we will be thinking about what I would have liked to have deleted. So now, when the time of Qurbani comes, this is again the same thing to reflect upon. What I would have liked to delete. Like this animal is being slaughtered and in a few seconds its life is gone. One day Malakul Moth is also going to just take me like that. So this is a visual reminder of this death. It's not a human being that is being slaughtered obviously. It's an animal. But it's also life. And it's going, it was kicking, it was jumping, it was walking, it was grazing. Everything was carrying on and just a few seconds or few minutes before that and now it has suddenly been grabbed, brought to the place of slaughter, obviously grabbed and brought in a way that is humane, that is not cruel to the animal, but something that was alive, kicking, jumping and now in a few moments later it's gone, it's life is over and we just see how it is, they're lifeless. But a mu'min and an insan their life doesn't end. They only move on from one sphere, one realm to another realm. But this is a lesson for us. The day of Eid al-Adha comes that to look at these animals being slaughtered and to think my time could come suddenly also. And am I ready? Or am I like this animal that was just walking around, grazing around without any bother until suddenly now his time came well, that animal has got no worry in any case, because that animal doesn't have to give an account of any deed. That animal doesn't have to be afraid of azab of the cover. That animal doesn't have any fear of accountability on the day of Qiyamah. The animal doesn't have any issue about Jahannam. On the day of Qiyamah, the animals, there will be an announcement, Kunu Turaba, that becomes sand. And all the animals will become sand, finished, dust. 
End of the story. Insan also at that time, many human beings who had wronged themselves, who had committed sins, who had been disobedient to Allah Ta'ala, who did not make sincere tawbah and come back to Allah Ta'ala. On that day, they too will start wishing that how I wish I was part of these animals. But insan is insan, and an animal is an animal. So that animal's life when it's going, is supposed to be giving us some kind of reminder for ourselves. That my life when it suddenly goes, am I ready? All my affairs in order. What would I be hoping that I would have deleted beforehand? Let me go and delete it now. What would I have wished that I had sorted out beforehand? Some relationship with somebody that I now broke off with. Some other matter that I would have liked to rectify. Let me do it now. So these come with all these reminders that we do things in a way and we conduct our lives in a way that if death had to come suddenly, we are ready for death. We are not now caught off guard. So, the day of Qurbani is a very great day. It's a very auspicious day. It's a day where a very great amal is taking place. We should therefore be trying our best to do whatever amal we can and the aspect of Qurbani to take the lesson from it. Then there is one further lesson on the day of Qurbani. In the Hadith Sharif, as we explained already, Nabi Islam says that there is no action performed at any other time that can be better than the action of Qurbani on the day of Eid al-Adha. The action of Qurbani has the greatest reward and it is the greatest action on that day. But then in one hadith, Nabi Wasallam makes one exception. And that one exception is, إِلَّا سِلَةَ rahim, Except the joining of family ties. That some family tie has been cut off. Somebody has been now on some problem with somebody in the family and not on talking terms, etc. And on that day, the person makes up this is an amal greater than Qurbani also. Now, Qurbani is such a great amal, it becomes a means of a person's protection from the fire of Jahannam. A person is rewarded to the equivalent of every hair on the back of that animal. And there's so many rewards, innumerable rewards. And there is no other action on the day of Eid, Eid al-Adha, that is greater than Qurbani. But this one action. Now, can we imagine again, that of all the things, this is being highlighted for this day. Because this is the type of amal that requires a greater qurbani than the slaughtering of animals. It is very easy to slaughter a bull also. But to slaughter the nafs is a very difficult thing. To slaughter a bull is not so difficult. Especially when one dozen people are holding it down, what's difficult? But to slaughter the nafs, that bull you got to hold it down yourself. Or maybe that bully within, you have to hold it down yourself and prevent it from oppressing others, from mocking others, from causing taklif to others. Now that is the thing to sacrifice. And when it comes to family ties, it is this inside, this ego, this nafs, and all the other things that lurk within us, that become a barrier, the pride, the arrogance, and 
all the internal illnesses that we have, this becomes a barrier. And to slaughter this is more difficult than slaughtering that bull also. So this is the greater qurbani. And this is what Rasulullah is advising us. That there is no action that is greater in the sight of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Eid al-Adha than the action of qurbani. Except the aspect of joining family ties. This is even superior, even greater. So this occasion is a time for us to reflect, reflect on the lessons that Qurbani is giving us, reflect on the message that we are getting, and together with that, it is also something that we have to take these lessons to. Join family ties, there is so much of emphasis on this, and joining family ties is not that when others are good to us, we will be good to them, that is only human nature. But somebody else is indifferent to us. They are conducting themselves in a wrong way. We are still being good to them. That is the person that gets this great reward. Silman Qata'ak Join ties with the one who cuts off ties from you. This is the teaching of Rasulullah Now such a great occasion and this is part of the lesson of this day. This is part of the main lessons of this day. That we now look in this direction of joining family ties as well. So in any case, this is a very Mubarak occasion, very great occasion, an occasion where we have to learn to subdue the nafs, become complete, true servants and slaves of Allah Ta'ala, submit ourselves totally to Allah Ta'ala, and we will see what barakat this brings to us in dunya, and what is in the akhirat is beyond imagination. Dunya is a passing phase, all kinds of situations come. This mujahada, we will have to make in dunya. All kinds of mujahadas. For example, to perform the salah becomes a mujahada sometimes. But a person makes that mujahada. This is a submission. This is what Qurbani is teaching us. Ibrahim wasalam, he was told to slaughter his son. Was that an easy thing? But he went ahead with it. Now that is the same mujahada or the lesson of the mujahada that we are being taught. That a person undertakes that pressure on the heart, but does what he is supposed to do. Likewise, all the other righteous actions, all the other ibadat, the mamulat, there is some mujahada to do it in the manner it is supposed to be done, in the time it is supposed to be done, we are undertaking the mujahada. On the other side, the mujahada of staying away from wrong. Many people get very despondent that this pressure is within me to commit this wrong, to commit that wrong and I don't think this will ever come right. One is that sometimes these pressures and these feelings these come in as a result of the haram that somebody did earlier in life. So now a person has consumed some poison Afterwards a person gets the tawfiq of tawbah, so alhamdulillah, the sin is forgiven, but the effects of the poison sometimes remain in the system. The effects of the poison, a person now ate some decayed food by mistake. So the, all the things, the, the symptoms were then treated immediately, and the vomiting stopped, and whatever else stopped, everything came right. But somewhere in the system, in the blood, there is still some traces of this left. There is still some effect. 
So from time to time, that too still comes and it shows its effect. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was poisoned at Khaybar. He was given some meat to eat by the uh, and and the Jews. They mixed up something in it, and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam just barely put it on into his mouth. He didn't even consume it, but the poison was so strong that it left its effect. And from time to time he would be hurt by this. Eventually when he was passing away, he explained that I can feel the cutting of my vein as a result of that poison. That my vein is now being cut off with that effect of that poison. So this sometimes happens. Now this was something which was a physical poison. A person now, we sometimes, Allah forbid, when it interfered with something we shouldn't get involved in. Now this was a poison, some haram. So from time to time that poison will have some traces left and effect it will show. But when a person makes that mujahada, the person got caught up in some haram relationship. Now the person made toba. So from time to time this will still come in the heart and mind. But the person is making that mujahada. This might even sometimes remain lifelong. But this lifelong mujahada is not gone to waste person passing away making this mujahada passes away as shaheed this person gets the rank of shahadat so this too is no minor thing we should be asking for afiyat and a person continues making that mujahada Allah Ta'ala eases it, Allah Ta'ala removes that difficulty but if perchance this carried on for the whole life then this person making that mujahada Every second this person is traveling at a speed far beyond somebody who is making tilawat the whole night. Somebody who is fasting the whole day. This mujahada takes a person at that speed. So the thing is to make that mujahada. Not to... Feelings, feelings will come and go. Feelings are not something to focus on. Not, not something to be getting consumed by. Sometimes a person feels very enthusiastic, very open-hearted the heart and mind is very much at uh, open towards ibadat etc and sometimes it's a real struggle the thing is to continue with the amal because a person feelings will come and go the amal is matloob feelings are not matloob the amal is what is the requirement not feelings feelings are also makhluk it's also a creation of Allah Ta'ala. and a person who starts focusing on feelings then he left one makhluk and he's come to another makhluk. He left out some other things and he's come to this, but this too he's looking for entertainment because he's now focusing on feelings. So feelings is not something to focus on. That I, why am I not feeling that very good feeling inside? That doesn't make any difference. If it's there, it's a good thing, fine. If it's not there, it doesn't make any, it's not any harm, not any deficiency. What is necessary is that the amal must continue. And a person must not shirk in the amal. And to make the effort to, and the mujahada to refrain from haram. That person is moving at a tremendous speed forward. So, this moment of qurbani and this lesson of qurbani teaches us the same mujahada. That Ibrahim wasalam, he made the mujahada. Ismail wasalam, made it. Hazrat Hajar made it. And this mujahada was of that category and that level. Allah Ta'ala preserved these amal till qiyamah. So, we too should be focused in this. That whatever mujahada comes, I am ready for it. But what makes it easy is, a person 
deeply in, engages in the zikr and tasbihat that have been prescribed daily, that tasbihat are done very regularly, diligently, and not just in a haphazard manner, just for the sake of now getting done with it, but with a lot of muhabbat, a lot of love. And the more a person will do it with love, with muhabbat for Allah Ta'ala, the more this love will be inculcated in the heart for Allah Ta'ala, and the more one will get inclined towards righteousness, and become disinclined from wrong, from evils. So this is a thing to be focused on. And when we will keep doing this with muhabbat, with love, then we will find that that mujahada also will become easier. So that struggle won't be that intense anymore. But this is a lifelong struggle in any case. This life is a test and therefore this test will come but it will be, its intensity will fade. It will become a very easy thing comparatively. Provided we are making that mujahada and we are sincere in that and we are doing it with the love for Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala then makes it very easy. May Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala grant me and all of us a tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala enable us to become His true and obedient servants, enable us to submit entirely to Him and save us from everything that becomes an obstacle in gaining His muhabbat and reaching Him. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala bless one and all. Wa akhiru da'awana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم إنا نسلك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين